John the Baptist has a message for all of us. The angel Gabriel has a message for all of us. The angel Gabriel's message is what? Do not be afraid, right? It's a message that comes up over and over again in the Advent season, do not be afraid. And what is the, the angel Gabriel's message for, I mean, uh, John the Baptist's message for us is to repent. And when John's ministry ended and Jesus took up John's message, what was the first word of Jesus's message in the gospel of Mark particularly? What was his first word was repent, to come back to the Lord. Now, I'm going to change from talking about the uh, readings to maybe talking about current events a little bit today, okay? And uh, yesterday, there were, I got a lot of emails and a lot of phone calls and a lot of text messages because there was a headline going around everywhere, the Pope authorizes blessing of same-sex unions. I don't know if y'all have seen that headline or not, but it, it created a tremendous amount of heartache and despair and confusion among many, many, many people. And, uh, and I, I, I got a lot of those questions. And so I, I wanted to address that a bit this morning. And I'm gonna do a little reading and a little reflecting on a statement that Father James and I kind of put together yesterday. So on December 18th, 2023, the Vatican, really the, the dicastery for the doctrine of the faith released a document and uh, it's gotten a lot of press and most of it announcing in headlines that do not accurately reflect the meaning of the document, but generate a lot of confusion about the in the narrative about the Catholic Church's teaching on marriage and sex and relationship. The document is not principally focused on, uh, on marriage, but rather on the pastoral meaning of blessings. And it clearly states that there is no change in the liturgy of the church or doctrine to condone marriages or relationships that are not in accord with Christian teaching. It, it is precisely and only in this context of understanding that there is no change in the church's understanding of sin and marriage and relationship that one could even possibly speak of blessing couples that would be male and female couples in irregular situations or even same-sex people, we do not validly and could not validly change their status in the church. The document reminds us that Jesus came to us while we were sinners and died for us while we were sinners. The document isn't explicitly a call to repentance, but it is implicitly one. It is important to make clear that marriage, and this is right out of the document, it is important to make clear that marriage remains an exclusive, stable, indissoluble union between one man and one woman naturally open to the generation of children. The sexual embrace is only blessed by the church in the context of a valid sacramental or natural marriage. Pope Francis reminds us that blessings are sacramentals, not sacraments. And as such, a blessing is supposed to stir up a desire in us for holiness by giving actual graces by which those who receive a blessing are moved to holy deeds or conversion. 
So someone receives a blessing for what purpose? To help them on their journey. Okay, now, what's John the Baptist's message? Repent, that's right. And in the context of this document, the blessing is not an approval of any kind of same-sex relationship at all, but it is supposed to be an aid to conversion. That is not going to be reported to you by the New York Times, okay? To seek a blessing in the church is to acknowledge that the life of the church springs from the womb of God's mercy and to help one move forward to live better and respond to the Lord's will. For a priest to offer a blessing outside of the liturgy to a person in such a context is not to weaken the doctrine or the practice of God's blessing on people very much in need. As when people spontaneously ask for a blessing, whether on pilgrimage or at shrine or on the street when they meet a priest. You see the priest, I don't know how often we think about this, and I'm asked very often to bless things and to bless people. The priest is given the power to bless things. And the power of the blessing is supposed to call people to a place of repentance or renewal or to receive God's grace. Indeed, I'm quoting the document again. The grace of God works in the lives of those who do not claim to be righteous, but who acknowledge themselves humbly as sinners, like everyone else. There is no need for official formulations from Episcopal conferences or anything like that. Only that people constantly seek God's face and rely on his grace this saying is worthy of full acceptance that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. This is Saint, quoting St. Paul again. So, you know, sometimes car dealers will put out advertisements and they'll say, come on down to the lot and see this car. It's like, you know, $1,099, right? And you get down there and there's none of those cars available, right? They may have something else for you. Unfortunately, and, I, and this is, uh, you know, a little personal commentary here, for a headline to say that the church is blessing same-sex unions, then you show up and we say, no, we're not blessing your union. We're blessing you that you would convert, that you would have the grace to live according to God's will. It's kind of a bait and switch, okay? But that's, that headline is misleading in a hundred different ways. So my encouragement to everybody is, you know, to read the whole document, which we're going to put on our Facebook page, okay? But it is sad, it is a sad reality that we have a kind of level of confusion and mistrust and all of those things because, frankly, it's just not clear all the time. It's not clear. It lends itself to confusion. And really, that's not what we're used to from the teachings of the church. You know, I've been a priest for 20 years. Uh, you know, Pope Francis has been the Pope for 10 years. And uh, it's been a, a series of, of things where people are confused about the fundamental nature of the teachings of the church. But the fundamental nature of the teachings of the church don't change. 
They don't change. Our pastoral approach to people can change. And this comes right out of a, an article from CNN. The Pope has not changed the church's opposition to gay marriage, nor has he changed the church's teaching, teachings on sex. He has sought to emphasize a pastoral and sensitive approach. Now, I would ask that you all hear me when I say to you that we don't bless homosexual unions. We bless people in homosexual unions that they would repent and live according to the will of God. Does that make sense? And again, that's not going to be your headline that you see out there. And I, and I know I'm on YouTube right now, and I would say I would encourage people to share this because there is so much angst and heartbreak and wringing of hands and people who are just fundamentally, you know, beside themselves with this fear that the church is inviting homosexuals in to have their, their sexual relationship blessed as something good in the church. And that couldn't be further from the truth. Am I making myself clear? I made myself clear. I'm a bit fired up about this, I have to say. And you know, I have my, I'm, I don't wanna advertise my radio program, but I'm on Radio Maria this morning at 9.30, and this is, I'm gonna talk about it the whole time, you know, and make very explicit what the church's teachings are. And I would again remind you that we are gonna post this uh, to our website and the document to our website, which is not very long. But again, it starts with reminding us that Jesus came to us to die for us while we were yet sinners. And Pope Francis says, you can bless people while they are sinners. Okay, but we're not blessing the sin. We cannot bless them.